Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wahlul 'uqdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli. Allahumma 'allimna ma yanfa'una wa anfa'na bima 'allamtana wa zidna 'ilma. Inshallah tonight we will continue with the tafsir of surah Yusuf that we've been going over the last few weeks. And last week we left off at the part of the surah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam coming to meet him in Egypt for the second time. So last week we talked about the famine that was affecting Egypt and other lands around Egypt as well. It also affected Palestine. So Yaqub sent his sons to Egypt, to Yusuf to get some rations of food because Yusuf was in charge of the food stores of Egypt and he had stored enough food to give out rations to the people of Egypt and to the people of neighboring countries as well. So Yaqub sends his sons to collect some rations from Yusuf so they go to Yusuf for the first time and they don't realize that this is their brother Yusuf whom they had abandoned in a well 40 years earlier. They don't recognize him, but he recognizes them, right? But he doesn't let it on to them. He doesn't tell them, right? But he tells them next time you come back, next time you come back, make sure you bring your other brother as well. And the other brother he was referring to was his own full brother. That's Binyamin. Binyamin was the full brother of Yusuf and uh, they shared the same father and the same mother. So the first time the brothers came to meet Yusuf السلام, in Egypt to take these rations, they didn't bring Binyamin. But Yusuf السلام, told them that next time you come, if you don't bring your other brother, then I'm not going to give you anything. Right? So they had to bring him. And they convinced their father, Yaqub to allow them to take Binyamin. He was very hesitant to do so because of what had happened to Yusuf years earlier, right? So he didn't want the same thing to happen again, but they were able to convince him. And finally he agreed. He took an oath. He took a solemn promise from them, from Allah, that they won't, that they won't abandon him, that they won't do anything to harm him and that they'll bring him back, that they would bring him back. So they, they gave this promise to their father. And the next time, the second time that they went to meet Yusuf to get rations again, they took Binyamin with them as well. So the first time it was 10 brothers who went to Egypt. The second trip, it was 11 brothers. And the total of course is 12. Yaqub he had 12 sons, including Yusuf So Yusuf he's the head of the treasury of Egypt. He's the head of the food stores of Egypt, right? And his 10 brothers came the first time to collect food. And the second time, 11 brothers, including Binyamin, came. All right. Now, the time period between this first meeting with Yusuf salam and the second meeting with Yusuf salam in Egypt, the time between those two trips was about one year. So that means Yusuf salam he gave them rations that would last for the period of one year. So the first time that they came to collect these rations. He gave them so much food that they wouldn't have to come back again for a whole year. So they came back with Binyamin a year after that initial meeting, right? They came back with Binyamin, Yusuf alayhi salam. Again, of course, he recognizes his brothers. They still don't realize who he is, right? And 
he takes Binyamin basically into his confidence and he tells Binyamin, like, look, I'm Yusuf, I'm your brother. Uh, don't be sad about what your brothers do to you. Don't, don't, don't feel bad about the things that they've been doing, right? Because Yusuf السلام, had experienced uh, bad behavior from his brothers and he knew Binyamin would also experience that same type of behavior from these brothers as well. Because Yusuf السلام, and Binyamin, they're full brothers, right? So the other brothers, they, they had this type of jealousy towards Yusuf السلام, and they also had jealousy towards Binyamin. And if you remember early on in the surah, uh, when, when, they, when they were plotting to get rid of Yusuf السلام, what did they say? They said Yusuf and his brother, meaning Yusuf and Binyamin, they, those two are more beloved to our father than us, even though we are a strong group. Right, so the, the jealousy that they had for Yusuf alayhi salam, you know, they, they had some jealousy as well for Binyamin. So that's why Yusuf alayhi salam, he told Binyamin, uh, don't worry, don't feel sad about, you know, what your, brothers, what your brothers do. I know that they must have been treating you badly as they had treated me badly. So he took Binyamin into his confidence and he told him, I'm Yusuf, I'm your brother, right? So this secret now is between the two of them. The other 10 brothers have no idea what's going on. Now, Binyamin, he wants to spend some time with Yusuf, alayhi salam. You know, they've been separated for so many years. He's excited now to be with his brother. He wants to talk to him. He wants to see how things have been going. He wants to know what's, what's been happening with him over the last 40 years. You know, they haven't seen each other for 40 years. Binyamin is an adult now. He has his own kids and stuff, right? So he wants to spend some time with Yusuf, alayhi salam, now. So Yusuf, alayhi salam, devises this plan in order to keep Binyamin with him. And we spoke about that in detail last week. He put the cup or a, a drinking vessel of the king into the, the container of Binyamin. So it would look like he was trying to steal it. It would look like Binyamin was trying to steal something. So then under that pretense, Yusuf السلام, would be able to keep Binyamin as a prisoner under the pretense that, look, he tried to steal something from us, so we have a right to keep him as a prisoner. So that is how Yusuf السلام, kept, kept Binyamin so that they could spend some more time together. Now, the other brothers, they're very worried. How are we going to face our father? How are we going to face Yaqub When we gave him our word, when we gave him this promise that we would make sure that no harm comes to Binyamin, and we would make sure that we would come back to our father with Binyamin amongst us. We wouldn't leave him behind. How are we going to face our father? He's, go he's, going, to, he's going to think that we, we broke our word. We broke this promise that we made with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as our witness. How, how can we show our face to Yaqub alayhi salam? They're very worried. They tried really hard to negotiate with Yusuf alayhi salam. They actually said to Yusuf alayhi salam, Oh, Aziz. And remember, they don't realize this is Yusuf. They don't, they don't realize this is their brother. They said, Oh, oh respected one. This is a, a, an honorific title, Al Aziz. Right? Al Aziz, Kabiran, that he has a he has a very old father. Binyamin, his father is very old. So can you take one of us as your, your prisoner instead of Binyamin, any one of us, any one of the 10 of us that you want to choose, we will stay back with you as a prisoner. 
but let Benjamin go back to his father. So they were willing to give up their own freedom, right? In order for Benjamin to go back to his father because they didn't, they didn't want to face their father without bringing back Benjamin. This is how desperate they were. They were willing to give up their own freedom for this. But Yusuf alayhi salam, he said, We seek refuge in Allah from taking as a prisoner an innocent person. The only one that we can take as our prisoner is the one whom we found our stolen goods with. The one whom we found our item with, that's the only one that we have a right to take as a prisoner. As for an innocent person, how can, how can we take him as a prisoner? You guys didn't do anything. How can I take you as a prisoner? If I do that, then I would be a ghalim. I would be an oppressor. I would be a person of injustice. So no, I do not agree to that offer. Binyamin is the one in, whom's in whom uh, his belongings we found the cup of the king. So he is the one we're going to keep. So he didn't accept uh, their, their attempts to negotiate and their attempts to bargain. They tried really hard. And when they realized that it's not going to get them anywhere, they realized that there's no way that Yusuf is going to change his mind about this. They realized they have to go back to Palestine and they have to face their father. Right? This, this was a very scary prospect for them. Right? They actually have to face their father and they have to tell him that we came back without Binyamin. The oldest one from amongst them, and his name is Yehuda, right? He didn't want to go back to Philistine to face his father. He said, I can't go back and face Yaqub, you know, without Binyamin. And if you remember from earlier on in the story, when the brothers of Yusuf were conspiring on how to get rid of him, the brothers actually were ready to kill Yusuf. They said, Yusuf. like, let's kill him. But, but this oldest brother, Yehuda, he was the one who said, La Yusuf. No, no, we can't kill him. That's taking it too far. Let's just throw him in a well. Right? So he is the one who actually stopped his brothers from killing Yusuf in the first place. Even though, you know, he was, he was part of the conspiracy as well. He was, you know, responsible along with his brothers for throwing Yusuf salam, into, into that well. He was oppressive towards Yusuf he committed injustice towards Yusuf but out of all of them he was the most uh, sensible amongst them he knew that killing Yusuf is, 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 is just taking it too far we can't murder him no right so he actually saved Yusuf life when the other brothers wanted to kill him so this same brother Yehuda now when they're not, when they're unable to take Binyamin back to Philistine from Egypt because Yusuf السلام, is keeping him as a prisoner. This oldest brother, Yehuda, he says, and this is the verse that we're going over today, inshallah. Verse number 80 of Surah Yusuf. It starts at the point when the brothers of Yusuf realized that they would not be able to bring Binyamin. No matter how much they tried to bargain and negotiate with Yusuf, السلام, he would not release Binyamin. So, when they lost hope, when they tried and tried and, and tried, but 
It didn't get them anywhere. And they finally lost hope. They lost hope. They despaired that they would be able to bring use, that they would able, be able to bring Binyamin back to Philistine. When they lost hope in that, the oldest one from amongst them, he said, don't you know that you took an oath? You made a promise in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to your father, to Yaqub alayhi salam. You made a promise that you would bring Binyamin. So how can, how can we face him now when we made this promise and we're not able to fulfill this promise now? So he said about himself, that I'm not going to leave this place. I'm going to stay in Egypt. He said, I'm going to stay in Egypt. And he reminded them about the promise that they made. And he also reminded them about what they did with Yusuf before. So he felt this guilt. He knew that what they did 40 years ago, it was wrong. So he said, Alam ta'lamu anna abakum qad akhada alaykum mawthiqam min Allah wa min qablu ma farradtum fi Yusuf. Don't you know that you took an oath, you took a promise in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you made this promise to your father that you would bring Binyamin back and you're not able to fulfill that promise. In addition to that, 40 years ago, what happened with Yusuf? What we did with Yusuf? So these two things, how can we face our father? with these two things on our shoulders, right? 40 years ago, what happened with Yusuf and today what happened with Binyamin? How can we face our father? So he said about himself, as for me, I'm not gonna go back, I'm gonna stay here. I cannot go back to Philistine. He said, فَلَنْ أَبْرَحَ الْأَرْضَ حَتَّى يَأْذَنَ لِي أَبِي أَوْ يَحْكُمَ اللَّهُ لِي وَهُوَ خَيْرُ الْحَاكِمِينَ He said, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna leave this place, I'm not gonna leave Egypt until my father gives me explicit permission or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rules regarding my case. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of those who rule and he is the most wise. And then he advised them. He said, I'm staying here, but you go back. Tell your father what happened. Go to your father. Irji'u ila abikum. Faqulu ya abana. Innabnaka saraq. Wama shahidna illa bima alimna. Wama kunna lil ghaybi hafizin. He said, go back to your father, irji'u ila abikum, go back to Philistine, go back to Ya'qub alayhi salam, and tell him that your son Binyamin stole something. And that is why he has been kept uh, as a prisoner with the Aziz in Egypt, and we could not bring him back. Tell him what, what we know to be the truth. They thought that this is actually what really happened. They said, in, they said say to your father, in tell him your son stole. وَمَا شَهِدْنَا إِلَّا بِمَا عَلِمْنَا And we, can, we are not bearing witness to anything except that what we know. We can only tell you what we know, what we witnessed, what we, what we have knowledge of. وَمَا كُنَّا لِلْغَيْبِ حَافِظِينَ And we don't have knowledge of the unseen. We, we had no idea that this would happen, right? When we took Binyamin and we gave you that our word that we'd bring him back, we had no idea that he's going to steal something and that he's going to be kept as a prisoner. We didn't know that this would happen because we don't know the future. We don't know the unseen. So this is what the oldest brother told the other brothers to tell the father. Tell them your son stole. Tell them that we're telling the truth and you know we're, what, whatever we're saying, we witnessed it with our own eyes and we're saying it based on knowledge. 
And we didn't know that this was going to happen because we don't know the ghayb. We don't know the unseen. And then he told them also to, uh, to tell Yaqub that he can ask other people as well. If you don't believe us, right? If you don't believe us, then you can ask the other people who were in the city at the same time. If you don't believe us that your son stole and that is why he has been kept as a prisoner in Egypt. If you don't believe what we are saying, then ask the people of that city, the people of the city that we want to ask them and they will tell you that we are telling the truth. And ask the caravan that we met. There was a caravan that was there in that city, and they witnessed what happened as well. They saw the whole thing as well. You can ask them too, and they will corroborate our story. They will confirm that what we are telling you is the truth. If you don't believe us, ask them, right? And they, they had a feeling that Yaqub wouldn't believe them, right? Even though they were telling the truth according to what they believed to be the truth, they did truly believe that Binyamin stole that cup, right? They didn't know that this was just a plan that Yusuf salam devised, right? So in their minds, they were actually telling the truth. They weren't lying, right? But they had a feeling that Yaqub would not believe them, right? And why did they think Yaqub would not believe them? Obviously, because of what they did to Yusuf salam 40 years earlier. What they did to Yusuf salam when Yusuf salam was a child, even though many decades had passed, that, that, basically corroded the trust that Yaqub had for these 10 sons, right? What they did to Yusuf it made Yaqub not trust them anymore, right? Because they lied to him before. And that's why when, when someone lies, even when they're telling the truth, if they tell the truth later on in the future, it may be difficult to believe them. And, you know, everybody knows, for example, the, the story of the boy who cried wolf, right? The boy who used to tend sheep, right? And he used to get bored tending tending those sheep. So just to get some excitement in his day, he would yell out to the people of Syria, wolf, a wolf came to eat the sheep. And then everyone in the city would come. And when they come, there would be no wolf and the kid would laugh. That was just basically his entertainment for the day, right? And the, then the townspeople would be angry and then they would go back to doing their work. And he did this a number of times, right? To trick the people, just to bring excitement into his day. And, you know, every time it was just a hoax. So the people of the town then came to consider that boy as a liar, that every time he, he says there's a wolf, there's never a wolf, this kid is a liar. So one day a wolf really did come and he cried, wolf, wolf, wolf. And he was telling the truth and the wolf was coming to eat the sheep. But all of the people of the city, they say, ah, this is the same boy again calling wolf. We're going to go there and there's not going to be any wolf. So nobody came and the wolf ate all of his sheep, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a, a story with a great lesson, really, right? That if you become known as a person who lies, then even one day when you're telling the truth, people are not going to believe you. So this is the situation now. The sons of Yaqub, they told such a great lie. They, they, told, they told a lie with such huge ramifications. And even though so much time has passed since that lie, 40 years, right? It was such a major lie that it, it, it ate away at the trust that their father had for them. So now they're telling the truth. They're telling the truth, but Yaqub doesn't believe them now, right? 
So that it just goes to show the importance of, of keeping the trust of the people, maintaining the trust of the people by, by always being honest, right? If you become known as a, as a liar, then you know, nobody will believe anything that, that, that you have to say, even if you're telling the truth. So now the sons of Yaqub salam, they are dealing with the consequences of their lie 40 years, 40 years earlier. Now they're telling the truth and they're not believed by their father. So they tell Yaqub If you don't believe us, then ask the people who are in the city. They will confirm what we are telling you. Ask the caravan that we came across when we were there. They will confirm what, what we're telling you. Surely we are telling the truth. Believe us, please. We are sadiqun. We are telling the truth. We are truthful. And it's, it's a very interesting contrast. The wording that they used here, when they're actually telling the truth, they said, This time they're telling the truth and they say, They say very firmly, Surely we are truthful. But 40 years ago, when they, when they told this, this big lie to their father about what happened to Yusuf, that Yusuf has been eaten by a wolf, what did they say that time when they were lying and they knew they were lying? They said to their father, they didn't say, they didn't say a wolf ate Yusuf and surely we're telling the truth. They said, they said, When they were lying, they said, you wouldn't believe us even if we were telling the truth. A wolf ate Yusuf and you, don't, you wouldn't believe us even if we were telling the truth. So what does that mean, that wording? You know, that wording implies that they're lying. When you say to someone, you know, you wouldn't believe me even if I were telling the truth. It means you're not really telling the truth. So they weren't telling the truth and that was the wording that they used. But this time when they are telling the truth, they use a different wording. They say, And surely we are telling the truth, right? But what was the reply of Yaqub to his sons this time? It was the exact same reply that he had when they came up with the story of the wolf eating Yusuf So that time they were actually lying. This time they're actually telling the truth, but the reaction of Yaqub both times is the same reaction, right? Because he doesn't believe them. He says, that you, you people, you have made something up from yourselves. You're saying that this is what happened to my son Binyamin you're saying that he stole something and because he stole something, he has been kept as, as a prisoner in Egypt. I don't believe you. You made this up. The exact same words he used when they told him a wolf ate Yusuf. Same. That rather you people, you have concocted this story from yourselves. You made this up. But patience is beautiful. Patience is beautiful. Just like I have been patient for 40 years over the loss of Yusuf, now I'm going to be patient again over the loss of my son, Binyamin. Look at, look at the sabr that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this prophet of his, Yaqub alayhi salam. He lost one son, now he loses another son. And again, he says, Patience is beautiful. I will remain patient. And not only was he patient, but he remained hopeful. Two beautiful characteristics of Yaqub alayhi salam. 
patience and hope. And they're both embodied in this verse. He says, فَصَبُرٌ جَمِيلٌ he says, patience is beautiful, and perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring them back to me. I lost Yusuf, and now I lost Binyamin, but I have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will bring them back to me. Even though Yusuf alayhi salam, now he's been missing for 40 years. 40 years, Ya'qub alayhi salam, he still didn't lose hope. He's saying, Asallahu Perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring all of them back to me. He will reunite all of my sons in my presence together. I have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is able to do this. And surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the one who has all knowledge and he is the one who has all wisdom. I trust in the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I know that he knows what I don't know. And I know that whatever he is doing, this test that I'm going through, this trial that I'm facing, it is from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I'm facing it and some good is going to come out of it, right? So he had, he had this complete trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he never lost hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, فَصَبْرٌ جَمِيلٌ Patience is beautiful. Perhaps Allah will bring them all back to me. Hope and patience. Two beautiful qualities of Ya'qub alayhi salam that, that are made clear in this ayah. And after... They told him what happened, and he said, oh, I'm going to remain patient, and I'm going to remain hopeful. He turned away from them. He didn't want to hear anything more that they had to say, right? He turned away from them. means to turn away. So he just, they were talking to him, and he had enough of it. So he didn't want to hear what they had to say anymore, so he just turned his face away from them. And then he remembered Yusuf, right? He's a father. Yusuf was very beloved to him. He hasn't seen him for 40 years, right? Of course, this is very emotional for him to remember Yusuf. Now he has lost Binyamin as well. And that reminds him of the loss of Yusuf, right? It opens up that, that wound again, right? Now he's lost another son. It reminds him of losing Yusuf years earlier. So he turns away from them and he says, he turns away from them and he says, oh, my grief over Yusuf. Yusuf, I miss Yusuf. I'm so sad that I haven't seen Yusuf for so many years. Ya ala Yusuf, and his, he became blind, right? Due to his sadness, right? Crying out of sadness. It, it led him to lose his eyesight. Even though he, he, he tried his best to, to, to suppress his sadness and his emotions, right? Of course, as a human being, he's going to feel sad. So eventually he lost his eyesight due to that. He couldn't see anymore. He became blind. And the jealousy of the brothers of Yusuf, even after all of this time, it was still there. So when they saw their father turn away from them and he, re and he remembered Yusuf, when he said, Ya asafa ala Yusuf, when he said, oh, my sadness over the loss of Yusuf, when they heard him say this, it reignited that jealousy in them again. And what did they say to him? They said something that they really shouldn't have said to their father, right? They said, Qalu tallahi tafta'u tazkuru Yusufa 
hatta takuna haradan aw takuna min al-halikin that you wallahi we swear by allah that you will just continue to remember yusuf 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 until you become old and weak or until you die all you can think about is yusuf 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 right so the, the jealousy was still there so when they saw his sadness over yusuf when he's when he said ya asafa ala yusuf oh my sadness my grief over yusuf they that kind of made them that that made them very envious so they said these words to their father that they should not have said they said you will continue to remember yusuf until you know you become old until you become weak until you die and then yaqub alayhi salam replied to them with beautiful words again that show his his patience and his submission to the will of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his submission to the decree of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his trust in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what did he say qala innama ashku bathi wa huzni ila allah he said i only complain about my sadness and my grief to allah i'm not complaining to you guys i'm only i only complain about my sadness and my grief to allah He is the only one who can who can lift this grief from me. He is the only one who can bring me happiness. So I'm not going to complain to anyone else. No one else can help me except Allah. So the only one I complain to is Allah. Qala innama ashku bathi wa huzni ila Allah. Surely I complain with my grief and with my sadness to Allah alone. Wa a'lamu min Allahi ma la ta'lamun. And I know from Allah that which you do not know i have knowledge that allah has given me that he has not given you i know things that you do not know because allah has blessed me with special knowledge right he tells this to his sons and then he gives them an instruction again that shows that he never lost hope that he still has hope so what does he tell his sons he says ya bani yadhhabu فَتَحَسَّسُوا مِنْ يُوسُفَ وَأَخِيهِ وَلَا تَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسُ مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ Look at the look at the hope that he still has after all of this hardship after all of these calamities after all of these tragedies that he has faced right he tells his sons يَا بَنِي يَذْهَبُوا Oh my sons go فَتَحَسَّسُوا مِنْ يُوسُفَ وَأَخِيهِ Go and ask about Yusuf and his brother. Go and look for them. You know, maybe you can ask around, inquire around, and maybe you can find them. فَتَحَسَّسُوا مِنْ يُوسُفَ وَأَخِيهِ Look for Yusuf. Ask around about Yusuf and his brother, Binyamin. وَلَا تَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ And do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Right? Yaqub alayhi salam himself, he never lost hope. in the mercy of Allah that's why he said asallahu an ya'tiyani bihim jami'a perhaps Allah will reunite them bring them all back to me he never lost hope so he's telling his sons as well you don't lo- don't lose hope wala tay'asu min ruhillah don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah innahu la yay'asu min ruhillahi illa al-qawmul kafirun this is a very very important part of our belief our our aqida our iman innahu la yay'asu min ruhi allah illa alqawm alkafirun no one loses hope in the mercy of allah except the disbelievers a believer can never lose hope in the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no matter what happens no matter what hardship you go through in your life no matter what type of sins you have committed in your life right you never should lose hope in the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right 
a person who thinks that there is no way to redemption, a person who thinks that, you know, I've sinned so much all my life, even if I start practicing now, you know, it's not going to be any use. No matter what I do now, it cannot make up for my past. A person who thinks like this, this is, this is, this is from the whispers of the shaitan. Because no matter, no matter what a person has done in his past, if he repents to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who accepts repentance, right? So losing hope in the mercy of Allah, this is not the quality of a believer. If someone is a believer, he will never say that, okay, there's no way that I can gain the mercy of Allah. A believer will never make such a statement because a believer knows that the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses everything. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَرَحْمَتِي وَسِعَتْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ My rahmah, my mercy, it encompasses everything. It covers everything, right? A believer understands this. The only person who doesn't understand this would be a disbeliever. That's why Ya'qub alayhi salam, he says to his sons, وَلَا تَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ Do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. No one loses hope in the mercy of Allah except the disbelievers. So search for Yusuf and his brother, inquire about them, look for them, and inshallah, we have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we will all be reunited as a family once again. So now they have to go back to Egypt again. right? Remember these rations of food that they get? they last for about one year. So they get their camel loads of food. They come back to Philistine. It lasts them for about a year. They go back again for the second time. And that is when Binyamin was kept with Yusuf salam. Then they came back and then they went for a third time. So now Binyamin has had a pretty long time that he has spent with Yusuf salam. right? He's been with him for you know, at least a few months or maybe close to a year. And they go back for a third time because they need rations again. They have run out of food. So now the third time that the sons of Yaqub go back to Egypt, the 10 sons, they go back, right? This time they don't have any payment. They, they don't have enough payment to pay for the rations, right? They have some payment but they don't have the full amount, right? So they go to Yusuf alayhi salam. They go to Egypt to get rations, but they don't have much to pay for it. They have a little bit. So they go and they're, you know, they're in a very, very bad shape. They're in a very sad situation. They're in a very difficult situation. So they enter upon Yusuf alayhi salam for the third time now, right? And they say to their brother, they say to Yusuf alayhi salam, فَلَمَّا دَخَلُوا عَلَيْهِ قَالُوا يَا أَيُّهَا الْعَزِيزِ مَسَّنَا وَأَهْلَنَا الضُّرْ وَجِئْنَا بِبِضَاعَةٍ مُزْجَاهِ فَأَوْفِلَنَا الْكَيْلَ وَتَصَدَّقْ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَجْزِي الْمُتَصَدِّقِينَ These ten brothers, right? They enter upon Yusuf alayhi salam. Still, they don't realize who he is. They don't recognize that this is their brother, right? They say to him, يَا أَيُّهَا الْعَزِيزِ O respected one, مَسَّنَا وَأَهْلَنَا الضُّرْ that we and our families have been afflicted with difficulty. We're in bad shape. 
And we have come with, you know, some payment for the rations that we want to collect from you, but it's, it's, really, it's really not enough. So we still want the full rations, but we're not going to be able to pay you what it's worth. This is all we have. We just have a little bit that we can give you in return for it. So please, فَأَوْفِلَنَا الْكَيْلِ Please give us in full. وَتَصَدَّقْ عَلَيْنَا And give, us, give, it, give it to us as a charity because we don't have enough to pay for it. Right? We can only offer you the little that we have. But we're still asking you to give us in full. Give us a full ration as sadaqah. Just give it as a sadaqah. فَأَوْفِلَنَا الْكَيْلَ وَتَصَدَّقْ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَجْزِي الْمُتَصَدِّقِينَ Surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He rewards the people who give sadaqah. So can you give us sadaqah? So now, this, this basically melts the heart of Yusuf alayhi salam to see his brothers in this situation, right? To see his brothers in a situation where they're asking him to give sadaqah to them, right? This really brings out the, the mercy in the heart of Yusuf alayhi salam, right? So now he decides, okay, I'm going to reveal who I am to these people. I'm going to reveal to my brothers that I am Yusuf alayhi salam. So he tells his brothers, you know, he, he feels very sad. Some of, the, some of the books of tafsir actually mentioned that when they said this to him, Give us sadaqah, surely Allah, he rewards the people who give sadaqah. When, when his brothers said this to him, some of the Mufassirin have mentioned that Yusuf salam, he cried at hearing this, right? Look at, look at their shape, right? So then he decides to reveal who he is. So he says to them, He says, do you know what you did to Yusuf and his brother when you were ignorant? Do you remember what you did to Yusuf? Do you remember throwing him in the well? So then they're shocked. They're like, how, how does this Aziz, this man who is in charge of the food storage of Egypt, how does he know what we did with our brother? 40 years ago. How, how can he know this? Then they finally realize it. They put it together. The only way that this person can know this is that he is Yusuf. This is Yusuf. So when Yusuf السلام, says to them, Do you know what you did to Yusuf and his brother when you were ignorant? They realize this is Yusuf. And they ask him to confirm, they ask him, are you Yusuf? Are you Yusuf? And Yusuf alayhi salam says, Qala ana Yusufu wa hadha akhi qad alayna. He says, yes, I am Yusuf and this is my brother, Binyamin. Qad alayna. Surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ And then he tells his brother, he tells his brothers, إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ Surely the person who has taqwa, who keeps his duty towards Allah, وَيَصْبِرْ and who is patient, two qualities he mentions here. If you have taqwa and you have sabr, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Then surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will never let the reward of the doers of good go to waste. So the whole story of Yusuf alayhi salam 
it embodies these two qualities, taqwa and sabr. Yusuf salam, his taqwa, right? When he, was, when he was put in a situation where the wife of the Aziz wanted him to commit an act of immorality with her, what kept him away from that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved Yusuf salam through the taqwa that Yusuf salam had to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the fear and the consciousness that he had of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? The years that he spent, spent in prison unjustly, right? He, he remained patient upon that. So he has these two qualities, sabr and taqwa. Sabr and taqwa. So he, he tells his brothers, look, if you have taqwa and you have patience, like I have had taqwa and I've had patience over all of these years, and now look at the position Allah has given me. Look at how powerful I am now. The reason why I have this is because Allah gave it to me because I had taqwa and I had sabr. So, innahu man yattaqi wa yasbir. The person who has taqwa and the person who has patience. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ And surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will not let the reward of the doers of good go to waste. You may have to wait for a while. You have to be patient for a while, but eventually in the end, you will see the fruits of your patience and you will see the fruits of your taqwa. So then the brothers of Yusuf, they realized that, look, look at us and look at him. This is the one that we threw into the well. Now look at, look at his position today and look at our position today. Our position today is we're asking for sadaqah. And his position today is he's one of the most powerful people in Egypt. So they realize it. So they say to their brother, they say to Yusuf, قَالُوا تَاللَّهِ لَقَدْ آثَرَكَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا وَإِن كُنَّا لَخَاطِئِينَ They say to Yusuf salam, Wallahi, we swear by Allah, Tallah, by Allah, surely Allah has favored you over us. It is very clear, Allah has favored you over us. وَإِن كُنَّا لَخَاطِئِينَ And we were wrong. What we did was wrong. We admit it. So they really had this remorse and they really had this regret at this point. That yes, what we did was wrong. We're not going to try to justify it. We're not going to try to make excuses about it anymore. Allah favored you over us. So Yusuf alayhi salam, he, he shows great mercy towards these kids, towards, towards these brothers. They're not kids anymore, of course. He shows great mercy towards his brothers. And what does he say to them? He says, There is no reproach on you today. I'm not going to punish you for what you did. You know, even though what you did was very wrong, throwing me in that well 40 years ago. I'm not going to punish you for it. I'm not going to reprimand you for it. I'm not going to reproach you for it. You know, I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to try to take any type of revenge upon you. And he actually made dua for them that Allah forgives them. May Allah forgive you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not going to punish you or try to take revenge upon you. And I ask Allah to forgive you. And surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is He is the most merciful of those who show mercy. So now, Alhamdulillah, the brothers are reunited. Right? So this is a happy reunion for the brothers, all of the brothers now. All 12 brothers are together, Alhamdulillah. But the parents are in Philistine. Yaqub alayhi salam and his wife, they're not here. Right? So Yusuf alayhi salam starts asking the brothers about his father. How is my father? How is Yaqub alayhi salam? So they tell him, 
they tell him the truth that you know he was really very sad uh, when 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 we caused you to be separated from him and uh, he he cried a lot and he became blind he's blind so yusuf alayhi salam says okay idhhabu bi qamisi hadha falquhu ala wajhi abi yati basira wa atuni bi ahlikum ajma'in he says to his brothers okay now go back to philistine go back to my father go back to yaqub alayhi salam and take this shirt of mine idhhabu bi qamisi hadha take this shirt of mine and put it on his face when you put it on his face his vision will be restored he will be able to see again and then he says once you do that put the shirt on him his vision will come back then wa'tuni bi ahlikum ajma'in then come back to egypt with your whole family bring my father bring the whole family and come to egypt so basically he's telling his brothers to relocate bani israel to egypt right bani israel they're the children of yaqub Bani Israel, they are the descendants of Yaqub alayhi salam. So Yusuf alayhi salam, basically he's saying, bring the whole family, Yaqub alayhi salam and, and, and all of you and your children, you know, the whole family, bring them to Egypt. Bring them all to Egypt, right? And this is how Bani Israel ended up in Egypt. Right? Bani Israel, they're from Palestine. Yaqub alayhi salam was from Palestine. But during the time of Musa alayhi salam, where does the story of Musa alayhi salam with Fir'aun take place? Fir'aun and his oppression towards Bani Israel, where did this happen? This happened in Egypt. So sometimes people ask, why? Why during the time of Musa alayhi salam, why were Bani Israel in Egypt? Why were they in Egypt? They're not from Egypt, they're from Palestine. This is why they were in Egypt. Because Yusuf alayhi salam, he became a very powerful figure in Egypt and he brought his whole family. He had his whole family come and relocate to Egypt where they stayed for many years. They stayed for generations. And Musa alayhi salam was born there in Egypt, right? And then of course, they defeated Fir'aun. Musa alayhi salam defeated Fir'aun by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they left Egypt and they came back to Palestine, right? But during the time of Yusuf alayhi salam, this is how Bani Israel actually came into, into Egypt because of Yusuf alayhi salam saying to his brothers, bring your whole family and come here and stay with me in Egypt. So that is what happened. Inshallah, in our next session, we will continue with the end of the story, the, the end of the story of Yusuf alayhi salam in the Quran with the family of Yusuf alayhi salam, Yaqub alayhi salam, coming from Palestine and entering Egypt. And we will talk about the fulfillment of the dream that Yusuf alayhi salam had told his father when he was a young child. Remember, he had the dream, Surely I saw 11 stars and the sun and the moon making sujood to me. When Yaqub alayhi salam and the whole family, when they come to Egypt, and they are reunited with Yusuf alayhi salam. That is when this dream actually comes true. And inshallah, we'll talk about that next week. Bi'ithnillah. Inshallah, we'll, we'll end there for today. Bi'ithnillah. And we'll continue with our tafsir of Surah Yusuf next week. Bi'ithnillah. Uh, if anyone has any questions, we can take a few questions now. Barakallahu feekum. Jazakumullah khairah.